Good evening, everyone. Good evening and welcome back. Welcome back to the Porsche School Podcast, the podcast where we chat about, talk about all things Porsche. My name is Michael Bath. You guys know me already. And Steve. Steve is here. Hi, Steve. Good morning on this end. How are you? Very well, mate. Very well. Um, it's uh, it's a Tuesday evening for you guys. If you're interested, I know you're listening to this on a Friday. Most of you, there's a lot of you who actually want to, who listen to this almost straight away. Did you know that, Steve? Mm, I'm not surprised, but it's funny because um, in Australia, the um, podcast, like I listen to the podcast. I know you send them to me early, but I generally listen through iTunes or whatever Apple. Um, generally, doesn't come up until Saturday morning for us. Saturday morning, or well, for me, yeah, really? Not Friday. Yeah. Um, it go no, it'll be late Friday, late Friday. Yeah, because it doesn't it's... appear until about Saturday, maybe about nine, nine o'clock. All right. Well, I do it on UK time, but it's also based on California yeah, yeah. time. Um, it's there's a there's a there's a method to the madness there. It's something I looked at. that's yeah. a certain yeah, time, yeah. and and I always do it at that time. So. I don't know. I, I'm a bit superstitious sometimes, so I'm a bit weird now to change it. I just kind of leave it on the same days. <laughs> yeah, right. And I know a lot of people add, put podcasts up because I get the notifications for it in the UK and the US. A lot of people put podcasts up on Wednesdays. So I kind of like how we mm. don't put it up on Wednesdays. And yeah, they put yeah, it up yeah. on Wednesdays because Wednesdays is apparently the, you know, the, the big day for podcasts. Um, so, um, but it's so close to choose. Why? It's weird though because it's it's so close to Tuesdays and Thursdays. I think Tuesday's the second best day, based on. Yeah, I wonder why Wednesday's the day because um, old school sure. advertising, um, TV campaigns and newspaper kind of um, campaigns and all that sort of stuff. Generally, the big day was um, launch on a Sunday night. Sunday. Oh evening. really? I guess everyone's yeah. watching the the Sunday night movie. Yeah, I think so. In Pre terms Netflix, of TV, so that's the um, yeah the biggest um, audience viewership kind of thing. That's when you'd launch. Yeah, when, oh, when I first started putting the podcast up, and I've done this from the very beginning, I think, from memory, um, there was a couple of sites I went to. I can't remember what they were called now. And it was mm. basically they had the times, the times to put podcasts up and the days to put podcasts up. And it seemed, seems a lot of people follow that because a lot of people put them up on Wednesday. Um, yeah. and then Thursday, and then there's the time, you know, the time in the morning. I mean, the time that I put the podcast up on a, it's actually not a Thursday, sorry, it's a Friday. It goes up Thursday for Patreon members, which I'll get onto in a second. But it, on a Friday, it goes up at one o'clock GMT, uh, one o'clock London time, actually, not GMT, because uh, we're British mm -hmm. summertime now, one o'clock London, which is 5 a.m., I think, uh, Los Angeles time. And right, okay. Some people say that it's better to put it up at something like 4 a.m. Los Angeles time. An hour earlier, right. Yeah, so early in the morning so it gets people before they go to work. I don't know. The listeners are yeah, going, this yeah. is really boring. Talk about Porsche. Um, okay, let me touch on a few things, Steve. You know, we always like to start this with, with the usual. Um, mm -hmm. And then we'll get on to what's been happening in the week. I uh, just want to do a shout-out to two new members on Patreon. Um, mm -hmm. If I can see my screen, because my microphone's in the middle of my face again. I've got to get a new microphone too. This is the other problem. Um, two new members on Patreon, uh, and I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, and I really apologize. Gear, I think it's Gear, uh, is just joined, and also Danny. Um, go I don't know what. Go, Danny. Yeah, thanks. Thank you both for joining, and thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, this is um, patreon.com. You go to patreon.com slash Porsche Cooled, 
and you can join uh, starting at $2 or $5 or $10 a month and it just uh, supports the podcast, helps us keep talking. Um, it was about buying equipment, which we still haven't bought any yet. So the you know the, <laughs> the memberships are just accumulating in there and eventually we will get some, some new things when I get back to Australia. Um, but it takes a long time to build up. It takes a long time to build up. But just thank you for both. I just it. want to make a shout out to Danny because Danny's been a long, long time subscriber to the podcast. He sent me a message on Instagram and through um, Patreon. And I did answer you, Danny. I did answer you through Instagram. I hope you got that message. Um, and Danny just wanted to give back. So I really appreciate that. I haven't heard back from Gear, so I'm not sure where he lives or what he drives. Danny doesn't drive a Porsche, Steve. Um, but he has owned a 987.2 Boxster. You know, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of the Boxster at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them because of the price. Um, but he does own a car that I am interested in, and we talked about, I think, last week, wasn't it? He owns an M2. Oh, yeah. And he owns an M2 Competition. Nice. Uh, which is a really nice car. Uh, he says he lost for a GT4, but he's got, a, um, he's got an M2 Competition. So definitely a good mm-hmm. car there. Nothing wrong with an M2 Competition, that's for sure. Mm. I've been um, having a little... Having a little peek. Everyone around me, my uh, other cousin is now in the market, but he's not going Porsche car, even though he should, because um, it would stop him from buying. But um, I've got another cousin who's um, apparently on the hunt for like an F80 M3, the previous non-ugly generation, which is interesting. I'm going to be the odd one out here. And we're not a BMW podcast, but I'm going to be the odd one out. I don't hate the grill of the M3 competition. Last thing. I don't it's hit it. And awful. I think it I think it really does depend. And I thought that as well. And I think it does depend on the colour. Colour. It obviously yeah. does depend on the colour. And when the number plate's there, Steve, in between the the grill, it does separate bucky, bucky it a bit. Teeth. I don't I don't know. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But then again, you know, the problem I have with a lot of modern cars, and this is probably, oh. you know, um, I know Elliot's probably listening who's got the 992 um, Carrera S, but I have a problem with even modern cars in that the technology is a bit overload. I still think Porsche does it best. I still think Porsche's dash, Steve, and, and the electronics there are sort of, they're there, but they're hidden. The BMW and these mm. new cars, I don't know about you, but this gesture technology they've got with the with the navigation and with the stereo and, yeah. and, and all these things, I think it just gets too much. And then, you know, I was watching um, Harry's Garage, I think it was, or someone, mm-hmm. and they were saying there's so many settings. You can put so many different settings yeah. on this M3 competition with the suspension and you know all this. It's like, do you really want to do that? You know what I mean? Every it's time. got a drift judge yeah. kind of thing. It scores you drifting and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I get it, but um, I think the real, the biggest issue with all of that is that it'll date. I mean, you know, like if, yes. you, if you change your phone every two years because the screen quality and the processor quality, um, et cetera, like, imagine what's going to happen with your car. And you're not supposed to kind of turn your car over, well, unless you're Ajmal Rich. Like, you're not going to be able to... You're not going to turn your car over, like, every two years. That's crazy. So, like, it's not disposable. It shouldn't be. This is the pro- This is going to be something that's going to be interesting in years to come, though, isn't it? I mean, what is it? Mm. Five years or ten years? To actually see how all of these screens date, like you said. How they're going to be... You know, how we're going to look at them in ten years' time. Mm. I'm sure uh, I'm going to go on a massive tangent but I was talking to an old friend who had a friend that was an actuary and they were sort of discussing the notion of um, and I used to work on um, Sony as a brand like back in the day as well as you know 
but like the inbuilt sort of like it's all kind of judged in terms of the lifespan of a bit bit of technology. Did you, did you do the tagline? It's a Sony. I did not. It was international, <laughs> but um, that's that's aging you as well, mate. But um, the notion of like um, you know like something has a it's it's a preordained kind of shelf life. You know, like t- TVs kind of crap out at whatever it is. It used to be sort of like eight years, but it's probably gone gotten shorter and shorter because manufacturers know it. Like they want you to kind of go and buy you know a new TV like um, X number of years later, and I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's the same with cars. So, like, if somebody's listening to this and kind of going, listening to us old kind of grumpy old men talking about the fact that screens are going to be outdated in your latest BMW in three years, they're probably sitting there going, yep, yep, that's exactly right. Because, we, you know, in three years' time, we want you to think about buying a new one or trading it in or whatever else. We want you to turn it over. It's the disposable yeah. nature and Society. the resale value and what's and how much does it cost to change all that screen if you need to change it. And then if they change it, are they mm. going to have the part and that part's not available anymore well, because it's 10 years yeah, old technology. Exactly. It's like an old iPad. Let's take the old iPad. It. Exactly. Yeah. It gets very complicated. Um, I, still think if, Porsche's, if, I still think Porsche's done it well, though. I still think Porsche's done yeah. it well. If they were responsible, they'd probably kind of think of a way to make it modular so then, you know, like your hopefully classic... BMW in five years' time, you can swap it out for the latest screen and all that sort of stuff. But I bet you they mm. don't. They deliberately don't design it like that because they want you to turn it over because it is a disposable society. But have you seen the switches? And I don't. I think it's on the Ferrari. It's on the Ferrari. Um, what's that new one? Roma, is it? Is it Roma? Roma, yeah. And yep. it's also on the new uh, David Lee, the watch guy. Is it David Lee? Yeah. The watch yeah, guy yeah. in LA. He just picked up his yeah, yeah. new. What is that called? SF, that new one? SF ninety. SF ninety. The red and white one. Yeah, yeah and it's got it's got the same switches. It's got all these all the switches on the on the steering wheel and stuff. They're all those tactile sort of you know, uh, switch, haptic, haptic yep. switches. Yep, I'm yep, not yep. sure about those. I really am not sure yeah, about those. Same. I know other people on other podcasts have been talking about how they don't like them either when they're driven those uh, the Ferrari Roma. I mm. don't know. I like just normal switches as well, especially on yeah. a steering wheel. I'm not sure if it works. I'm not sure if it works. Um, never, I just want to do a. Tried it, but yeah. I just want to do a shout out, Steve. Um, uh, owner stories. Have you had a chance to listen to it? I have not. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Busy, busy. Um, Porsche called owner stories. Actually, which... it, didn't, it didn't come up yesterday. They didn't. It's up no. Tuesday. I actually did look. Been working, I didn't send but, it to you. Sorry, yeah. I should have sent it to you. Um, anyway, sorry. Porsche called owner stories number twenty nine. Number 29. Nick, if you're listening, Nick in the UK, you were number one. Now we're up to number 29. Um, so uh, Luke from Brisbane, Australia. Good chat with Luke. Uh, nice guy. Luke's got a um, 1999 9.6 Cabriolet. Um, he's, uh, he, bought it off a, he bought it off a collector actually in Brisbane or a collector's son. And the guy's actually got a Carrera GT and other other very nice cars, and they've had this oh, car cool. since it was two years old. So it had had a lot of miles on it, I think, and, but it had a really good service history, had lots of paperwork and lots of work done. You know, it needed a little bit of general repair, etc. But Luke's been fixing it up. Uh, he uh-huh. put GT3 seats in it, Steve, which looked fantastic. Um, yeah, cool. GT3 wheels, I'm pretty sure they're GT3 wheels as well. Uh, it's silver. It's got like a blue interior, but he's got those GT3 seats, which looks fantastic with the side, with the uh, with the top down. Uh, and Luke mm-hmm. also has a um, Cayenne GTS as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has lots of cars, Luke. He, he has a Luke has a business in uh, Australia called New Car Concierge, where he helps people 
find new cars, basically. He'll sort it out for you and search it and help you with the finance and do all the whole the whole procedure for you. So it's that's what he does if you're in Australia. Anyway, the link is in that podcast. Go and check it out. Porsche Cordona Stories. Luke with his 996. I know 996 episodes are really popular. Everyone's interested in a 996. Um, I think Cabriolets, I really do think Cabriolets are coming back uh, in fashion, so to speak, Steve. Mm-hmm. I noticed this girl on Instagram... And I can't remember the site. I can't remember the the, the um, account. And she's got a 993 Red uh, Cabriolet. And I think we had uh-huh. this conversation last week, didn't we? Would you choose between a Tiptronic or a Cabriolet? Cab. I, th- I think, you know, if it's in a manual, the Cabriolet... I, th- I, I do actually quite like the 993 Cabriolet. I have to say, I do actually like it when the top's down, like what Nick Murray's got. It does, it does actually look quite good. Yeah. I told you that anecdote. I can't remember. I heard it on a podcast or whatever, but... Somebody was saying that all the heads at um, Porsche, like um, Michael Maurer and St- uh, Frank Walliser and all those guys, their everyday car um, is a 993 cab. Really? So, yeah, oh, maybe okay. something they know that we don't know. That's interesting, isn't it? Because it does look yeah. good, I have to say. And there's a there's a couple of, and I don't know whether um, Marco, your um, cousin-in-law, is it? Cousin-in-law, mm-hmm. is that what you say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know whether Marco, and I'm sure Marco's listening, if Marco's seen okay. the two black... The two black 993 Cabriolets, which are on for sale on um, car sales in Australia, both manual. Like I said, one, if you look closely down, has been a repairable write-off because it had a hit yeah, on one side. One. But the other that. one has got all black wheels. The guy's done the black, black wheel thing. That one, I think, has got mm-hmm. slightly lower kilometres. They look, mm-hmm. I have to say, I, I really, it looks good in black. It really does look good in black. Um, it does yeah. look pretty tough. It does look pretty tough. Oh. Tempting. If all the Porsche heads are wearing them, are driving them, I should say. Yeah. I'll, um, uh, slight tangent again. I've got a question that I wanted to ask you. Um, I'm putting you on the spot. We haven't pre-prepped it, but also... We don't pre-prep Marco's anything, journey. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but you know. Don't, don't bring down the curtain, mate. <laughs> Everyone thinks that you're a pro at this. Um... Uh, Marco, Marco texted me, messaged me last night because he's sort of his little journey is kind of moving along. Um, he, oh, yeah. I won't blow it yet because ah. um, I don't want to jinx him. But um, he's Why just not? had a PPI done on a on a car, and um, he sent. You got to tell us which generation. Uh, water cooled. Okay, so it's not. I thought you were going to say it was some um, the, an SC. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, like I, I hadn't spoken to him since, um, you know, we were kind of bantering about that. But um, he's had a, he's had a PPI done on a water cooled car, and he was just asking me about my opinion on um, the PPI because it's like the results are like three or four pages long. Um, yeah, they're confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting because. Um, he was asking me about it. My other cousin who's looking at the M3 was asking about buying used cars and um, this whole sort of PPI thing, which I know we kind of bang on about a lot. Who um, did the PPI, Steve? Waterhouse. Yeah. It's a Sydney car, so Waterhouse did it. Um, it's really interesting because I think, um, I, th- I know you know what it's like, but, you know, we keep sort of saying, oh, you know, if you sort of want a bit of peace of mind or whatever else, there's no guarantees, but do a PPI. Um, uh, but the thing about it is that when you do actually kind of get something back and it's four pages long and it's kind of got this kind of massive list of really kind of finicky stuff and, you know, if you happen to be like you and I, slightly less mechanical, Marco's probably a little bit more with it than um, I am in terms of knowledge. But 
Right. Um, it really can freak you out. You know, like my other mate, I think that's sort of what slightly happened to him too, where you kind of go, oh, shit, like, you know, this car's kind of got, like, all of this stuff wrong. Um, so did he tell you anything that was the major thing? Was there anything major? Uh, I can't quite tell. I haven't spoken to him yet. He literally sent it to me last night as I was going to bed and okay. um, we were just about to kind of continue the conversation. But I think the other part to that sort of PPI conversation is um, it can freak you out. Like when you sort of read this big long list, um, I was sort of saying to him, look, you know, the next bit to me is to make sure that you sort of inter get somebody to help you interpret it, you know, like in this instance, you know, speak to Grant or one of the guys, the, the, the literal person that sort of did it at um, Auto House and kind of go, so what are the deal breakers here? You know, what's the cost to kind of repair it? Because if you're talking about a 20-year-old car, um, clearly, like, you could go and sink, like, you know, 15, 20 grand on this long list kind of thing, but you're not buying it to be a brand new car. Like, you know, like what mm. needs to be done right here and now? And... I know, I reckon the sort of slightly nebulous thing about that conversation is that actually depends on you. Like, I don't think a mechanic can sort of say, well, you have to do this now and you don't have to do this now necessarily because that actually kind of is more about budget. You know, like you can easily blow your load right now if you want to, but you could easily just kind of go yeah, but you over can the next three it. years. Yeah, yeah, over the next three years, every time the car goes in, I'm just going to tick off this you know, next bit, like, you know, the broken under tray, which my car has had yeah. since I bought it. Really? Um, I would yeah, do the yeah, major yeah. things, though. I'd still spend the money in the beginning. You'd budget it, right? If, if the car is 70 grand or 60 grand or whatever it is, you know, mm. you'd have to say, well, I'm willing to spend another 15 now and then next year I'll spend another five or whatever on top yeah. of the service. It depends what it is, is though. The, it depends how serious yeah, exactly. it is. If it's something serious, we have to, to get it done now. And if we don't know that, What's, it's a bit hard to comment. What's your definition of a major thing? You know, like it, that actually does become a bit of a Clutch, personal thing. Brakes. Yep. Clutch and brakes, yep. I think. Um, suspension. They're the but major like ones, on, right? Oil. On Marco's thing, I noticed there was stuff like things about the battery. You know, like I think it's the wrong spec battery. There's a bit of corrosion on the the under tray and all of that sort of thing. It's really. like so stuff like that. You just kind of go, nah. Like that's just them being really diligent and telling you that you know it's got like a non-spec battery fitted, but it's a 20-year-old car and probably at some point in time something's kind of rusted a little bit. But. See, I'm, I'm still confused about this battery thing. You know that it still puzzles yeah. me why people put the wrong batteries in cars because my car's got the wrong battery, as you know, as well. Yeah, because at the time they don't have the exact right spec if it hasn't gone to, you know, like I'm sure like even like some indies probably wouldn't have batteries sort of lying around just to kind of replace it with i can't remember so what it is though it's the amps i think it's just slightly yeah. something it's just slightly out yeah absolutely um so it's not that it's sort of like negligence kind of thing it's probably just at the time when your kind of car goes in or when it craps out and you can't start it you put in it whatever yeah. um, happens to be at on hand because it kind of gets you going and you don't really think about it like that but the corrosion would be a little bit of a concern, right? Because that means there's something, mm. the battery is possibly leaked. Is that on the battery leaked. tray? Yeah, so that's... Yeah. But that just means that maybe, the like, you know, two batteries ago, it's right. probably kind of had a bit of a leak and when they replaced okay. it, they just didn't so I'm guessing it's it So I'm guessing from that it's a 996 that he's found. <laughs> Why is it not a 997? Mm, because I think that battery corrosion thing, I've read about it, is happening on 996s. 
Yeah. And it I looked, don't think you know, I've read it. I don't think I've read it happening on 997s. And I don't know why. If there's a reason to that and someone knows, let us know. But I, I'm pretty sure he's obviously found a 996. I think it happened on my 993 too, actually. Did it? That yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I have. I did I come across happening. something actually just recently about it when I was searching. Because I was searching about power the other day, Steve, to mm. do with batteries. And you know the thing with the 997. And I know I've mentioned this before and someone said I didn't know that. Um, it's in the manual mm. as well, but I don't know it either. But you know this battery mm. energy, energy saver mode that the car goes in the 997, right? Mm. The energy saving mm. mode. Did you know? So when your remote doesn't work? And it shuts down after however many days it is. What? Yeah, so my car gets started yep. every three weeks, as you know, yep. right? Yep. Um, and it can't be unlocked most of the times with the remote because the remote yep. will not unlock the car. This time, um, when it was... Um, unlocked to be started yes. um with the key the driver yeah with the key which has happened yes. you know the past three or four you know five times or whatever it is happened a lot yes. yep the driver's window came down all like the way down or just a little bit quarter of the way uh-huh yep. so not just the air gap thing not just where it does the air gap thing where it goes up and down yep. not that to protect the yep. seal it actually came down yep. a quarter of the way um to which, you know, the person that's looking after it said, is that normal? And I said, nope, that's not normal. But I, I, I tried to do a search for it on Renlist and see if anyone else had had the issue, but nothing came up and then it went up okay. It wasn't like it got stuck or it didn't go back up. It went up and it was only the driver's side, not both sides. So it's not like when you push the key and all the yeah. windows come down, which I think happens. So I don't know. It's a little bit, a little bit odd. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't take too much from it. My car sort of does sort of funny little things sometimes the window you know like doesn't go all the way down or you know it stutters on the way up and stuff like that like it's not ideal obviously you'd love it to kind of be absolutely perfect but again i want everything else? to be perfect yeah no how old are these cars they're like you know 15 I've years been, kind of thing. i've been thinking about that actually i've been thinking about it a lot um in fact i think so, about it a lot when i go to sleep at night which is very weird i think about that and and um other things. Think about what exactly? <laughs> <laughs> what are you holding when you're sort of thinking no, these things, thinking, dare I ask? <laughs> no, I was thinking about the things, you know, all the things that I want to do. You know, uh, I'm sort oh, of telling, yeah. um, I'm telling Natasha, my wife, I'm telling Natasha about all the things I want to do, you know, and I'm, you know, I have a little side fund that I've got money in, which I'm going to use, but I don't think mm-hmm. the side fund's got enough money in it. I think it's a bit short. Isn't that called a Patreon account? <laughs> no, this is my other. This is my other many accounts that I have at the moment. You know, so many accounts and so uh-huh. many wallets. I don't know what's going on. Um, uh-huh. But you know, the bumper, for example, I think you're right. And yep. I had a suggestion from Craig that's been on Owner Stories P nine nine seven point one Craig with the with the blue yeah 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 uh, nine nine seven. Yep. He gave me a place in Castle Hill that he got his something done in his car, his bumper. He said they're very good. Um, I'll send you the link afterwards. I don't is have it at the top of my head. Is it a repair or a detail? Yeah, repair, repair. And he said they're yep. very good. I think I will take it to Atlas in Artarman for people listening in Australia and yeah. Sydney. I think I will take it to Atlas. I think I would rather take it to them. I know, um, yep. and after that, I'll just go through this list very quickly. Um, and then yeah. after that, I will either get them to do it, Steve, or I'll take it to that, maybe to that shop that's close by in Artarman. Even though there's a place in Castle Hill, which is supposed to be very good for the PPF, I am going to do something I know you're not keen on. I'm going to get the PPF. I'm going to get all of the front of the car PPF'd. Yep. As in the two fenders and the bonnet and the bumper redone. Yep. Um, If they think the rear bumper should be redone, I might get it redone, but I think the rear bumper's okay because it has got PPF on it and it's not damaged, so I think I might just leave it as it is and it's not discolored. So I will do that. 
Um, I might remove my stripe, um, which a lot of people mm-hmm. have said don't do, but I might remove the stripe. Tasha doesn't want me to do it. She thinks it'll look weird without it, but I, I'm thinking... You can I always might, reapply it. Right? Yeah, I might remove it. I'm going to get roof racks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get... I've already, already, news, re- I've already yeah. researched it. Yeah, I've already researched it, and I've reached out to a couple of people who have got them. Um, I'm going to get the Porsche roof racks, and I'm mm-hmm. going to get a tool um, box, cargo box for the top. Like um, the dude and, in Thailand. Yeah, I'm going to do it like that. I'm going to make it look really super cool. And then I'm going to do a trip down yeah. to um, Victoria. And then we're going to do, I might even do a trip to Queensland or whatever. So I'll keep my like eyes that. peeled because the um, roof racks come up on um, all the sort of sites that I browse like quite often. I think I sent it to you once. New ones? Porsche. No, not new ones. <laughs> Used ones. Porsche. I like new things. Maybe, <laughs> I, I know there's a difference between you and me. <laughs> I like cheap things. <laughs> No, but the, the, apparently the Porsche, the, for anyone that's thinking about putting a, a cargo box on their Porsche, it looks really cool. Go and have a look at um, Tennister. Uh, I think it's Tennister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tennister, who's a side on Instagram, a guy in Thailand. He's got a yellow 997 Carrera S, which looks fantastic. And they go on trips and he's got a, he's got a tool, that toolbox, which I forget the name of it. Um, it's about three grand, the box. The racks, mm-hmm. and I think the racks are about a grand. So it's about $4,000. Um, but I think, if, you know, if you're going to do um, road tripping in it, which is what I'm thinking of in the top of my head, I'm thinking of doing road tripping and doing videos, Steve. Um, I kind of given it away. I was going to keep it a secret, but I, I'm kind of mm. thinking that's what I might do if I have enough time to do it in Australia, if I'm not. Maybe um, I can. Um, so maybe I can just hide in that box to escape yeah. like my children and dog. Yeah. Yeah. Stick Walter in <laughs> there. I'll take him for a, for a drive. Um, what if he does a crap in there? <laughs> yeah, no, please don't. <laughs> Um, what else am I going to do? <laughs> what else am I going to do? I'm going to fit all the po- all the leather parts that I got from um, that I got made in the UK. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change my seals to the stainless steel seals, even though I've been umming and ahhing myself about it. But did I think you? I'm, you I didn't think, buy them yet, did you? Not yet. No, I might buy. I'm, mm-hmm. I may not be able to buy them in the UK because I, I really have so many things to bring back to Australia that I I, I think I'm going to struggle. I might have to buy them in Australia. Or I might have to buy them and get them sent to Australia and just pay the postage because I don't think I'm going to have you, um, room. Where will you get them from? Design 911. Design 911 are the cheaper price. Uh, their price is cheaper than Suncoast, but I think there's other things that I want to get, so I think I might just get it all from Suncoast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Because I want to get a new indoor car cover as well because mine's starting to get a little mm-hmm. bit tatty and the, and the elastic's starting to go, and it's, you know, I, I don't know why. I just want to get a new one. Um, <laughs> I, want I to know get, why, because you just want to get a new one. Yeah, <laughs> and the other one's going to be dirty, and I have to I'll wash it. But it's you know it's starting it, it start you know it starts to sort of lose the elasticity around the edge. Um, not sure. I might get really new matters. floor mats. <laughs> I might get new floor mats as well for the front. Um, I yep. got my sunroofs around the other day, and I'm not going to I'm not going to um, I'm not going to mention the guy and people know who it is and people have reached out to me know who it is but Mm. he did respond to me today um and he did apologize and he said try it out and if it doesn't work he will list it on ebay and he'll give me a refund in australia so he said just take it back with you see if it's okay if it's okay if it's not you're not happy with it then he'll list it on ebay australia and then he'll just refund me the money what bit won't be okay do you think so what what's the uh, well the stitching's wrong so the first one yep. that he made okay. for me, which somehow went missing, has got the stitching like all the other parts he made for me, which is the same as my, and I know you and I have an argument about this, about the color of the stitch, mm. but the PC, the PCM, PCM is it? Is that what you call it? The side yeah, blades? PC, yeah, the side blades. You know, yep. them, they're the factory part I've got. It's got that, it's yep. more yep. of a whiter stitch. Mm-hmm. 
But when he did all the parts for me, he did all the parts in that stitch because that's the factory stitch. He said that's the factory stitch, which is what mm -hmm. um, I think Exclusive Option has as well. Um, mm -hmm. And then he did the sunroof surround, and that was one of the first parts he did for me, and he sent me the picture, mm -hmm. and it had that stitch. Um, mm -hmm. And I asked uh, Adrian, uh, my wife's brother, to, when he was there the other day to pull out of one so I could see it. And it's definitely mm -hmm. the different – he definitely has done the wrong stitch color on the sunroof. He's done a charcoal stitch. Not a not because the, not the stitch. You've got like a you've got various parts now, and there's um, uh, grey stitching on the sunroof around, and white stitching on the other pieces. All the other pieces have got the as per factory stitching, which match the blade in the car. Yeah, but the sunroof around has yep. got so that's the bit grey. When you say you and I were having an argument, <laughs> I call that a conversation as opposed to an argument. But um, what are you, my wife? Um, Steve always tells me that I, the light the light's wrong. Like I'm looking at it in the wrong light. It's like no, I've got it in front of me. It's grey. The stitch is no, actually no, no. Grey. It's charcoal. It's so uh, is it the light in the in the photograph? But it's more that um, I know. Like I've had Clarence and John from Pro Stitch. Clarence, different trimmer. Um, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, sort of doing detailing uh, interior work for my car, and we've literally kind of walked out with you know leather samples and thread samples. And even though my car's got a mixture of some factory bits and now some aftermarket bits, you know, either exclusive option, pro but stitch, but you made have or different, Clarence right? Made. You have some grey stitch and you have some white stitch, don't you? No, and this is what I'm about to say to you. Like, I'm pretty sure that there is no white stitch in my car in the factory kind of areas, and the degree of grey in I talk talk purely about the factory bits, obviously, because like the other bits are supposed to kind of match. Um, the last time I went to John at Pro Stitch and we kind of got the thread out and looked at um, a couple of different bits of stitching on the door cards and the dash, um, I've got two different shades of grey stitch on on my factory really? leather. So yeah. yeah, it's really tricky, isn't it, doing interior parts? I mean, it really is tricky because the thread colour is, there's so many different variances of the thread colour. I mean, he supplied the yeah. part, the sunroof part. The button, yep. the actual sunroof button on the part is yep. really dodgy. Yep. Like it looks like a 99, I'm sorry, 996 owners, but it looks like the 996 button, not the 997 button. Because this part is a is the same part. as That's The weird. 996 part and 997 part is the same. The switch is really yep. glossy. The picture is all worn off on it. Um, but I think you can just slip that switch out. It just comes off. So Probably. I'm going to use my Probably. actual yep. switch. If it doesn't, then I will just have to sell it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to put it in if it looks, if it looks bad. Um, mm -hmm. even though it's got the gray stitch, it may be okay because of where it is, but knowing me, if I notice that it's gray <laughs> and everything yeah. else is not gray and it's more ivory, yeah, yeah. it will drive me effing insane. I won't be able to stand it. You know what I mean? Cause I'll pick, you know me, I yeah. always find that little thing yeah, and it just yeah, yeah. sticks in my head. Um, but he was and really I, good. I and you know, like he, he took a couple of days to respond to me and he was really good. And so like. You know, it's not such a, you know, so I won't send it back to him. I'll just keep it and, you know, see what happens. If worse comes to worse, I'll give it to someone in Australia or sell it to someone or I'm sure there's someone that might want it. So, mm -hmm. um, but there's nothing wrong yeah, with it. Look, the quality, the, you know, the quality of workmanship and everything, Steve, is perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, look, I've been in that situation before. Like, um, I won't name names, but it wasn't John at Pro Stitch because I didn't know him back. But when I had my 993 interior trimmed out, I think I told you, like, yeah. I had the whole front dash. Um, sort of done and it was an amazing job the craftsmanship was like brilliant better than better than factory like the stitching was you know really precise and everything but you know I remember when I kind of rolled up looked at the car I was like shit 
it's the wrong colour stitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, see that feeling. I know. You know that so feeling, they had that to redo sinking it. feeling. I was so looking forward to it. They had to, to redo getting... it, and it wasn't, the job wasn't quite as good as the first job, but, you know, it's like, well, yeah, see. you know, which one do you want? So This part arrived, you know, and I was so excited the fact that it came after a year. Like, it's been one year, and it was like, oh, yep. you know, this one missing part. And then I opened it, and I went, oh, my God. As soon as I opened it, I knew it was wrong. I was like, what? First I noticed how dodgy the button was on the part. I was like, I cannot live with that. And then I noticed the stitch was wrong. But anyway, we were talking about Marco and then you, you went off track. I thought there was a question coming with Marco's thing. Okay, so the question is, um, if you had, I'm going to call it like 150 grand to spend. Yeah. What do you buy? And you don't have, you've never had a Porsche. Um, so it's your first and... Assume that it's not part of your expanding collection. It's your one Porsche, one fifty Oz, and I can preempt you with two choices if you want. But well, I think I know the first. The I mean, I think it would be one fifty. You can't get a GT three for one fifty. You might get a high kilometer GT three nine nine six. So I'd say probably not a GT three because I think it's not enough money. I think nine nine six Turbo yep. might be the might be the first choice. Yep. Um, and if, if there was one available and it'd have to be a 997 Turbo is in Australia for the listeners is out of, out of that price range because they're about 200K. Yep. So yep. that would be wrong. Um, so 996 Turbo, which I know you can get for 150 and there's a good one. There's a couple of good ones for sale. I really hope that's what Marco's buying because if he's buying that one, I think that he's buying, then it's a good one, that yellow one. Is he buying that yellow 996 Turbo? No comment, mate. I have no idea. Because that yellow 996 Turbo that's for sale at the moment, I think, is a bit of a winner. I like that one. It's a good price. I was looking the other day. That's why, because I'm trying to work out what to get when I go back to Sydney. Yeah, um, Speed Yellow is cool. Yeah. Love Speed Yellow. Well, some people like it, and some people think it's a bit flashy. But I, yeah. I, I do like it, especially in the GT3 and the Turbo. Um, so the 996 Turbo for 150 you know, it, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to find one, and I think it's probably impossible now, but I would say a 997.2 Carrera S. But I think one fifty. I think one fifty is not enough money, so it'd probably be more like a nine nine seven point two Carrera. It wouldn't be a Carrera S. Or a and very then, nicely optioned nine nine seven point one Carrera S. I would not get a point one Carrera S. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I wouldn't get a point one Carrera S. I don't think. Um, GTS is out of the question. There's not much, you know. There's not much. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, you're back into you know, possibly, uh, you won't get a 993, uh, 993 cab. You'll get a 993 cab, 993. Uh, there's a 964 manual that just came up a Carrera two in red. Did you see that on car sales in Australia? That's 179,000. Well, that's, that blows your budget. Yep. Yep. Uh, 150, if I could get a, maybe a Carrera 3.2. It's not a G50 because that would be too high. That would be close to 200. Maybe it's the earlier model. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much else. I mean, then the other option the other option to look at is to get a – there's just one car. I mean, you could get a Boxster. You could get a GTS Boxster. Um, not for 150. 150, I'd, you wouldn't get a GTS. Be, you could get a Boxster S. Boxster S, maybe. Yeah, I'd be going 911. So but I think for 911 – I think it's a 996 Turbo, actually. I have to say, I think it's 996 Turbo. My, my, my 
quick question was probably going to be, yeah, I reckon it's either 996 Turbo or maybe a, nine, a naturally aspirated 997 in sort of really kind of mint sort of condition. Or, you know, first 911, maybe you could just, you could almost get there with a, a 991.1 Carrera. Oh, at 150? Can there are, there's they... some, there have been some, there was one for 155, 159. I mean, I think, you know, this is Australian prices for you guys listening from UK and, and US. You're going, wow, that's expensive. But um, mm. you, you could maybe find a 901.1 Carrera, maybe not a Carrera S, maybe just a Carrera, but, you know, that could be a good alternative. That could be a nice alternative. Oh, yeah. Didn't, didn't think about it. Um, yeah. Not for me, but yeah. For yeah, me, I, I think I would. For me, if I was spending one fifty and I wanted something special, I think I'd still go the nine nine six turbo, nine nine six turbo. Even though, even though I think it's expensive for what it is now. I, well, I don't know. I'm I'm looking at old prices in my head and thinking, you know, mm. left it too late. But I still think it's a great car. I still think it really is a yeah. great car. And Ted Gishu, Ted Gishu just bought one, and 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 he's the Porsche legend, and he's Mister Type Seven, so it must be good. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Um, I would probably... But Marco, if you're listening, if if you're listening, Marco, and I'm psychic, which people say that I am, and you bought the yellow 996, then I don't know. I think you have to give me a present when I come to Sydney or something. I don't know. Something has to happen, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) He could... He could hold you at night whilst you think about the things that you're going to do to your car. <laughs> you have to let me do a video on your car. That's what you have to do. Um, I'm sure he'd let you do hey, that. Hey, something really interesting, and I read it just before we started the podcast. We haven't even got onto what we're going to talk about today, and we're like we're just rambling Sorry. on today. Um, but did you see, and I sent you the link, actually. I put the link on our notes. Um, mm-hmm. Is another 911 Sport Classic in the mix, in the works? Have you seen this? So I saw the link you sent. Yes. Yeah. So apparently they're saying on on this site that I that I uh, found this article, it was on other sites as well that there's a new batch of spy shots and it shows this familiar looking test vehicle. It isn't the first 911 that's been sh- that they've that they've been you know testing with a ducktail spoiler, but apparently mm-hmm. this one is a little bit different. Steve, did you read the article? This one's a little bit different, as yep. in Double it doesn't <sighs> wide body. Yeah, but the test vehicle in these picks, it doesn't have uh-huh. the um, turbos, rehaunches, it doesn't have the air intakes. The other one with the ducktail spoiler, apparently the, the first one with the ducktail spoiler, it said had the turbos re, uh, models rehaunches, gaping air intakes. Yep. This, this test vehicle in the latest batch of picks doesn't have those. The fenders are smooth, lacking the intakes, yep. but that's not the only difference. A close inspection of the new prototype reveals it sports a double bubble roof now mm-hmm. we know what a double bubble roof is a double bubble roof comes on the sport classic so is a uh, porsche exclusive manufacturer which we know are always going to give us something special um this could be really exciting is it a new 911 sport classic but isn't the double bubble roof also on a gt3 rs is it yeah it was on the um, 991 rs really the f- gen one definitely it okay was. or yeah. is this photo is this just the touring are they going to put a ducktails a ducktail spoiler on the touring? Could do. That would probably make equal sense. I don't know. Like with the sports design thing, so go with the the. This is on um, motor1.com, which is a reputable um, auto journalistic website. Um, <laughs> as reputable as all of them, as opposed to hot cars. <laughs> I like um, hot cars. I found a few more articles in that. Yeah, book. I know. <laughs> um, it's hot sporting cars. a turbo turbo front bumper 
and turbo yeah. wheels as well, yeah. which is kind of why it's sort of a bit of a mishmash. But yeah, I don't know. Like, um, isn't what sort of made the original, as in the 997 Sport Classic, it was partly some of the external details like the double bubble roof and the, um, the ducktail thing. Yeah. But a big part of what was sort of special was also the interior and the fact that it came out of manufacturer exclusive kind of thing. It was the first one they did, wasn't it? It was the first reintroduction. Well, not the first one. They used to do it under a different name, but this was the first reintroduction of it. That sort of showcased what they could kind of do. And like there was so many sort of beautiful, bespoke, detailed bits on it. So for this car to kind of emulate that and be just as special, like wouldn't it need to have those sorts of touches which are kind of a little bit more common practice now like you can kind of get hound's tooth if you really want it and you can i still think if they bring out another thing. one it'd be pretty special i still think hmm. it's pretty special i mean that guy that i can't remember his name but the guy that's in charge of exclusive manufacturer the very first car that he worked yep. on and we've talked about this before he did the sport classic the 997 sport classic um and he yep. was he found it hard to convince them that he you know he wanted to make 250 cars and they were worried that he yeah. wouldn't be able to sell them and of course they sold yep. very very quickly Yep. I, I really doubted his um, taste, actually. I, I doubted what he was doing because when I saw that Targa Heritage Collection, you know, the, the recent Targa. one? Yeah, the recent one that was done, which was yes. the Targa um, Heritage Edition Targa or whatever it's called, the, the Targa 4S Heritage Edition. Yes. I didn't understand it. And I think, you know, this is really weird when you look at colors and how colors really make you look at something completely different to what it is. And mm-hmm. I always struggle with that that effing Targa, that Heritage Edition, because it was in that red. You know what I mean? Arena That red. burgundy. Yeah, that burgundy colour. Is it arena? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's arena red. You know, but I did like the details when they, sh- when you know, I watched that live thing when he was with Magnus Walker. He did a live Instagram and he was going through their factory there and going through all the cars and their mood mm-hmm. boards, etc. And, you know, I like the interior of that car. I like the corduroy. I like the, you know, the, the harking back to the original Targas and the original, you know, 911s. But it was just that mm-hmm. colour, Steve. It just turned me off. And now I've seen that car yeah. in, in uh, blue. I don't know what blue it was, arrow blue or the blue that I've seen on Instagram during the week. Yeah. I don't know why for some reason I thought it only came in that red. I don't know what was wrong with me. I didn't realise it came in other colours. I thought they just brought it out in one colour. Then I saw it in that blue mm-hmm. yeah. and I thought, wow, the blue looked really cool. And then I saw the mm-hmm. black one that Chris... Uh, no, Chris Harris is driving the blue one. Chris Harris is driving yeah. the blue one. And he said... He's about he, to say that he's, um, he's kind of rating it very highly. Yeah, and he said, I don't know whether he's getting old or whatever, but he said it's a really good car. You know, it's heavy and he shouldn't like it, but it's a good car. And then I saw the black mm-hmm. one today on Instagram. And I tell you, I think that that car, that, that Heritage Edition Targa, it's going to keep its value and it, it's, it's, it's a good investment. You know what I mean? I really do. I think it's a bit like the Speedster. I know at first I was going, why are they copying the Speedster with the number and why are they trying to Im- you know, imitate the Speedster and... But mm-hmm. I think it kind of works, you know. And you think if you could, if you could have two of the, you know, cars out of that collection, can you imagine if you had like something like a 911R, you had the Speedster, and you have this Targa Heritage Edition, you know? It's quite mm-hmm. a nice combination. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just no, thought it was I'm interesting, not... and it was the color. That color yeah, yeah. always turned me off. It sort of swivels to a little bit more of a lifestyle-y kind of thing, like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're right. Like, burgundy cars aren't my thing as well. Like, um, that sort of reeks of 70s or 80s or whatever it is. Um, but 
Um, tons of people love Arena Red, like the 993 crowds. A lot of people kind of go crazy for an Arena Red 993. So Yeah, there's a there's an Arena Red um, 993 on Instagram. A guy's been posting a lot, and it looks he's got black wheels on it, I think. And it looks good in that. Yeah. It actually looks quite good. Yeah. Well, there was the, um, wasn't that the um, Kills Bugs Fast, the car, the turbo that got marketed with that was Arena Red? That was, yeah. I think, maybe the yeah. launch colour for it. Anyway. I thought this segues really well into what we were sort of going to like touch on, in, not in the main part of the chat, but we're just going to touch on in, in the latter half of this podcast. Mm-hmm. How, looking at that Targa now, there's some really cool features of it. You know what I mean? Like the even though mm-hmm. it's even though it's only the corduroy seating, the piping, it's just that fine detail that Porsche seem to you know they pick on from their history, from their heritage, Steve, and put it into a new model. Yeah. And sometimes you miss yeah. it. You know what I mean? You miss it. You you think, oh, it's new, and it's not new. It's 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 harking back to their history, to their heritage, right? And yep. what you were saying about you know the um the details of a Porsche, you know the hidden details, mm-hmm. the favorite parts of a Porsche, the the favorite details on any Porsche. Um, mm-hmm. do you want to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So like, it was partly because I think I also um, was reading Evo um, online, and they sort of do a I think it's sort of more like a photographic kind of um, article um, that's a regular feature um, where they sort of just highlight a particular detail in a car. And um, in this instance, the latest one, they just kind of talk, uh, took, showed, sorry, showed pictures, talked a little bit about the um, center lock nuts on a Carrera GT, yeah. how on one side they're red centers, on the other side it's blue. And... You know, like idiots like us kind of go, oh, how cool is that? And it's like, well, I'm sure if I sort of said that to my wife, she'd kind of go, why don't they match? Like, that's kind of weird. And the reason for it is that it kind of speaks to this sort of Le Mans racing thing where they knew which side of the car um, the nuts belonged to because they um, obviously um, secure in a particular direction. Yeah, yeah. And that's the reason why, you know, and that wound up on a Carrera GT and, you know, it's kind of got like this little racing heritage thing now and then, you know, idiots like us all just kind of look at it and go, oh, wow, that's that's amazing. I mean, I, I um, to be honest with you, and I'm going to sound really stupid here, I didn't realise there were different yeah. colours for for quite some time. I didn't actually even realise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it is very, very cool. There's all these funny little things and I think a lot of the... Um, you know, I sort of tapped out a couple of things that I just really like about, um, you know, some of them are very are more aesthetic things, but I think interestingly, even though we kind of claim them now to be aesthetic, a lot of them hark back to motorsport heritage, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there's other bits like I really, really fancy the balsa wood shift knob in a Carrera GT, as you yep. know, because I tried to replicate it-ish in my car, just fun. And become um, a big trend, though. People are putting them in the air, air cools. People are putting them in their modern 9s, yeah. 997s. People are making them now. So they've become, you know, quite popular, haven't they? Yeah. Singer. And I think Singer kind of probably repopularized it re- yes. most recently uh, on top of the Carrera GT. But that supposedly goes back to motorsport again, where like the balsa wood thing is lightness, you know. God knows how many kind of grams it saved. I thought it was to do with heat as well. Something to do with oh, the heat. Oh, probably. It probably would be. Makes like sense. it was metal that gets too hot, so the wood doesn't actually get yep. hot, apparently. Yep. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I really like on the Carrera GT2, and I know if it's even just like a the mesh, you know, that mesh over the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, shape yeah. of the mesh. Exhaust. It's just, yeah. 
It's that the engine you know, cover, yeah. Yeah, the engine cover is pretty. Um, you know, it's just special little things, little things. I suppose that mesh probably appeared on. I'm going to get it wrong, but is it three five five Ferraris? You know, like the black, the black mm. bit right at the back above the bumper. Sort of like perforated metal. The it's perforated really, metal is on the three sixty. It's on the three sixty Stradivari. I think it is. 360 yeah, Ferrari, okay. but it's probably on the 355 okay, as well. Yeah. I know it's on the 360 as an option. It was an option that perforated black um, yep. above the exhaust. What else, mate? Um, okay, so, yeah, what else? Like, I, I reckon you can't go past the recorder window line of a 911. Like that, the back window, how it kind of curls back in on itself right at the back. Yeah. That's so iconic. Um, yeah, and that's just that thing that's nice always shape. there. It is, isn't it? That's, you know, yeah. that's pure Porsche design DNA, isn't it? That's just pure, like, yep. you know, it's just every, it's just follows through on every generation, really. Yeah, I'm sure if you kind of got, like, a really good car designer like Michael Maurer or somebody else like that who could kind of explain it, but I bet you there's a lot more to it because it's probably where a couple of surfaces kind of meet, like, not just the window line, but then the rear arch kind of comes back in on the... Um, on the other dimension and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. No, a, it's um, such a nice shape. Yeah, it's special. Um, and I just want to bubble roof. Can I just? Oh, can I just? Because we're talking about the window line, it's also for yep. me the other thing that's really special. And and I know it's it's a bit daggy, but it's when you're driving your car and you're in your nine eleven and you look, like I said the first time when I was in my car almost, and you huh. look through your your side mirrors, and you see the shape of the wheel arches. How you can see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. It, yeah. That to even me, when you're in a narrow body car, it's still yeah. Even in mine, and I remember when I went with Nick's in the UK here, and he's got the 4S, and it was you know so much wider when I looked through the passenger. Yeah. yeah, but it's just that that those haunches, you know, just your standard, even you know, like you said, narrow body. My my Carrera, it's just that look that you, you know, you f you know you're in a 911, but when you see that, you know, it's that Steve, and it's the front, yeah. you know, the headlights, you know, the you know the yeah. shape of the of the bonnet. Um, and, that and view through your side mirrors, I uh, got exactly the same sensation when I jumped into my uncle's 991.2. Yeah. Exactly the same. Yeah. They're just really kind of fat and flared and yeah. just really cool. And it just makes Actually, you feel just good, that. doesn't it? It just does something to you when you sit in there and you see that. It's just like, yeah, this is cool, you know? Yeah, one of the, I reckon one of the best angles on a 911 is directly above because it's got that Coke bottle shape when you kind of view it from above. Yeah, yeah, when you see that. Yeah, you're right, actually. The, the top view, um, yeah, it's a great view. It's a great view. Yeah, and it can't, well, I suppose other cars sort of have that shape, but um, not it as is iconic. a very distinctive 911 yeah. type thing, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I had mentioned Double Bubble Roof, um, which obviously we, we were just sort of chatting about. It's kind of, um, it's interesting because it sort of follows the, um, on pre, pre-996 911s, there was that, I don't know what it's called, like the indentation in the front lid, the bottom, yeah, yeah. Um, with a false kind of vent. It doesn't actually kind of go anywhere. Yeah. Um, when you sort of see a double bubble roof with that, the lines kind of follow, which are quite cool. But mm, mm. I'm kind of bummed that they ditched that on the 996 and then our cars, like a 997, doesn't have it. Because um, I quite, I don't know, there's something about that little detail that I quite liked. But the head of Porsche exclusive manufacturer, I wish I knew his name, I should know his name, um, when he was talking about that, because that was that first project, and I think, once again, we've mentioned this before, but people haven't heard it or people don't know, that that was really hard for him to get that approved, the double bubble roof, 
I think he was talking about it. Stamp a whole new bonnet, right? Well, the double bubble roof was hard because it wasn't something that was done on the normal production line. It had to be done separately or something. It was yeah. quite complex. Yeah. Um, but he really wanted to do it. You know what I mean? And I think today, you know, I'm glad they got it through and I'm glad it was approved because it is, you know, so iconic now on that 997 Sport Classic. Um, yep. But it was a very complicated thing apparently to do because it wasn't something they could do on the normal production line. It had to go off the production line or something had to happen. I can't remember exactly the, the you know, right. the engineering side of it, but it, it wasn't something that was standard. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a little not a little part to kind of go and make, you know, a short sort of run of manufacturing to kind of um, do it. Yep. Um, I, quite, I quite fancy the um, flying buttresses on a boxster spider as well. Um, yeah. I reckon that's what sort of what makes the box to shape and the spider that much more special um, from the back. Like Boxster, the rear of a Boxster and that kind of rear deck lid has always looked really cool, but um, the spider sort of makes it that much better. I quite like that bit. Yeah, it does look good on a spider. But do you think it looks better on a spider than it does on a speedster? Um, you think the speedster rear yeah. is, be- is better than the spider? No, I probably still prefer the spider. Because uh, it's more compact, right? Yeah, the right? spider to the speedster. Yeah, there's just still something a tiny bit bulky. I mean, it, I wouldn't be complaining if I had a um, 991.2 speedster. Um, but I reckon aesthetically, I'm talking sheer, pure aesthetics, and it's just very subjective. But um, So that is going that. back to the 550 spider, right? That's where that comes from. It's from yeah, the 5, so, yeah. 550 Spider where it was behind the driver's head, wasn't it? It's almost like a safety yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, you're talking the humps? Yeah, yeah the yeah, humps. Yeah. Yep. The humps are from the 550 Spider, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so what else is there, mate? Um, I quite like the wheel arch fence in a 991.2 RS, the front, the front yeah. fence, although like in black plastic is not so nice. In carbon is much better. Um, or I Did guess they come as carbon as an option or they only provided them in plastic? They're only in plastic, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people change it to carbon. But um, I mean, I like those. I really. Do. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of that 991.1 GD3 RS because the price is a little bit low. It was low. It's not low, so low anymore. Yeah. But there is yeah. something really special about that GD3 RS. It is very nice, those yeah. vents. That was the first time they did that, wasn't it? That was the first incarnation yeah, of those, so. those vents. And that's again a motorsport thing because it um, lets the releases the air pressure in the wheel wells. Yeah, and then there's that other little detail. You know, it's these little details that Porsche do, Steve. You know, in the nine nine one point two GT three RS on the side of the yep. door, the the ducts on the side of the door, they've got little yeah. lines in the plastic. Ah, uh, yeah. Did you re- hear, watch that video? Yeah. yeah, and that's to let yep. the air. It's it's about improving the airflow. Like they they're not just a detail yep. for like you know appearance. They're actually an engineering detail which helps the flow yep. of air. And they're just like these it's little like lines, aren't they? In the, in the thing, tiny little fins sort of thing, just yeah, on the trim. Which I don't think were on the nine nine one point one. They're on the nine nine one point two GT three yeah. RS. They were a new addition to the whole aerodynamics of the car and and you know making the air you know go through the car quicker. And I think. It's funny with that sort of thing because if you had a 991.1, um, you see the sort of updated bit, like people like to kind of swap them out because, you know, like they're yeah. kind of constantly improving yeah. and evolving and stuff like that and all of a sudden you're poor. Um, I do yeah. like the GT3 so, yeah. RS though. I mean, I know everyone raves about the point two being the being the pinnacle and being the, 
being a fantastic, fantastic car, but I have to say I wouldn't say no to a point one. And they was they were cheap there for a bit yeah. there, but I've noticed the prices have all jumped. They've all jumped very quickly again, which yeah, is really right. weird. Um, at one point mm. there, they were like three nineteen, three twenty in Australia, and now they're back up to about three sixty, three seventy. Most car prices are going up, aren't they? I yeah. They yep. Um, yeah. What else is so, there? What yeah, about I mean, exhaust tips? Isn't there some exhaust tips? Well, for me... The GT3 sort of, styling in particular. Yeah, in my car particularly, the bits that I like the most about it probably would be the centre exhaust tips, although the standard ones in a 997 were a little bit piddly, tiny bit small, and they've kind of got the rolled edges where I think they updated and it looks a little bit better to my eyes. Um, that's kind of just a bit boffany, but, you know, whatever. And I quite fancy, for a GT3, I really like the um, flying taco um, wing design of um, on my car, the 997.1. Yeah, no, I like it too. I actually, actually prefer it to the sort of higher wings and the whole yeah. swan neck thing and all of that sort of stuff. I, I, I know it's not as, um, not as proficient in its aerodynamic um, function kind of thing but just pure aesthetics again i'd kind of actually prefer to look at it no that's what i've said i like about your car and like i said when you're following your car from the rear it's three things at the back it's the it's the wing mm. it's the air vents the the you know horizontal vertical horizontal um vertical vertical air vents in the bumper yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and it's the and, the, and it's the exhaust tips it's those three things yep. together just make that that 997 you just look at it and it's just you know it's special you know what i mean that detail just makes it so special it's those three yeah. things together it's the shape when it comes together um and it looks it's the rebumper detail the, the exhaust and the wing you know which makes it and look so much better than the back of say my standard carrera which sometimes you know the the 997 carrera the it looks a bit saggy bum sometimes i know that's a weird thing to say but it does Not depends on the dead. angle yeah but dead it can like yeah from dead behind it's not but in profile i reckon it can look a little bit yeah um, a little bit saggy bit bum <laughs> but um yeah, yeah yeah but then see like even by comparison like you know everyone keeps talking about the new um almost delivered um gt3 the thing about some of those design details that we're sort of rambling about on the 997, it's motorsporty and it's sort of, you know, but it's still kind of got a little bit of sophistication or it's a little bit more discreet. Um, it's kind of got that right balance of kind of um, uh, doing those two things, whereas this new GT3 design is just kind of gone full motorsport which it, it I has. think will be polarising for a couple of people. It has, but don't you think, and maybe it's because mm. I keep seeing more and more of them, you know, on social and whatever, I'm starting mm. to get used to I'm not loving the rear wing. I'm still not loving it, but you're starting to get mm. used to the shape of the new GT3. All of a sudden it's starting yeah, to like yeah. Oh, yeah, look absolutely. like the GT3 again and, and it's the GT3, you know what I mean? How it always they'll, happens they'll with you. They'll get you. Yeah, they eventually yeah, get you. for it, like. Yeah, and when I see it in you know some of the uh, I think I saw it in a color the other day, not yellow, it was some other color. There was a picture of one, mm -hmm. and you know it does look good. It in some, it's some angles, you know, it's just I mean I think you have to see it in real life. It's like everything; you just have to see it. Um, yeah, you know one sure. one detail I really like, and this is going back to um, sixty five to, oh. I think it's six over sixty five, sixty five, sixty nine. Is it? I'm probably got the dates wrong. The nine eleven. I really mm -hmm. like the gold badging which yep. they had on the 911s. You know what I mean? The Porsche and the 911. 
Um, I think it's on the 911T as well, isn't it? It wasn't on the 912s. The 912s, that's where they uh, differentiated the fact between a 912 and a 911. It was the trim on the yep. trim inside was silver, where the 911 had the crisscross, you know, weave pattern, basket weave pattern. But I, I really like that yep. gold badging on the back. I don't think you Porsche. Do I don't think Porsche has done that though, have they? In modern 911s, they haven't done a yep. gold badging, have they? The heritage, the heritage thing that you just talked about. Ah, the so tower. that. Ah, right. So they put it. Ah, okay, okay. So they have used it. So they brought it back. But I do like that on those those early nine elevens. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, it's used very sparingly. Like if you kind of wanted to mess with your car just for the fun of it, you go buy Carrera badge and have it um, gold. No, I don't want to do that. Shiny gold. (laughs) It would go. It'd go. It'd go with a silver car. I don't want to do that. See, I see. I'm I'm one of. I really do like it saying Carrera on the back instead of 911. I know some people prefer just to say 911, but I actually like how it's got Carrera. I think it's. I like how it doesn't have 911. You know, for someone who doesn't know, it's like, is that a 911? Yeah, it's a 911. Do you know what I mean? But it's a Carrera. So is it a Carrera or is it a 911? You forget. We forget all these sort of dumb things that we know about that other people who are not into Porsche go and go. You know, when my niece first saw my car with a boyfriend. I go to the back and I pull the engine and she goes, oh, the engine's in the back. Yeah. Like she didn't, had no idea. Had yeah. no idea, you know. And it's funny how we forget these simple things that we all take as being just common and we just rant on about them day in, day out and so many people don't know about it. The one thing you didn't mention, the Iris door pools, I think you, had a, you, you mentioned it to me earlier, oh, yeah. but I like that yeah. too. You know what I do really like though? And it, mm-hmm. I think it's in the... Is it the 911R? I like when those bucket seats, your bu- the racing bucket seats or lightweight bucket seats are in the tan, yeah. how the interior is black, but the seats are tan and then they have the pepita. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that mixture of leather. I don't know what it is about that. Yeah. And normally it's not something I would like, but I don't know. I think it looks, it looks cool. You know what I mean? It's in 911R, yeah, I yeah. think, isn't it? Some 911Rs have that as an option. I thought 911R standard was that sort of brown, that natural kind of brown. Yeah, that's the one I mean. The tan that you're talking about. Oh. No, that's what I mean. How it's got the brown. Yep. No, but it's got brown, but then the dash and that's black, but the seats are brown. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like a kind of cocoa colored um, thing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, which looks really, really cool. The same as that, you know, the interior of the Carrera GT, which is like the one the guy on YouTube has, um, TGE, has that. that brown color, yep. whatever they call it, the, the full brown interior with the black Carrera yep, yep. GT, which looks fantastic. You know what I mean? It looks really good. The only thing look- I don't like in his car is the steering wheel is kind of like two-tone, which has black and brown. Yeah, that's a bit weird. That's a bit weird. Yeah. But, you know, um, I mean, all the details, you know, they, they're still, you know, drawing on all the history and heritage. I mean, it's going to be interesting, Steve, to see what exclusive manufacturer brings up, you know, brings out in the future. I mean... If it is a new sport classic, I think it's going to be pretty cool. What else are they got? Out? What yeah. else are they thinking of bringing out? What else are they thinking of doing? Um, like I said, that Targa. Like I said, Porsche. They always. It's always like they don't have you, and then they've got you. You know what I mean? And I think it's because I keep seeing it. They'll get you. Yeah, <laughs> you keep <laughs> seeing get it. You for and sure. You think oh, I like it now? I really do like it. GT3. I'm still I not mean, convinced. I hate to say it, but a big part of that is marketing. And these days, marketing kind of encompasses social media and stuff like that. Like, like you sort of said, you just sort of see it more and more and then you'll see it in the flesh and then you'll see cool people kind of, you know, sort of driving around and all of a sudden you're sort of sold. But I think it's the color, right? Because 
going back to uh, just quickly before we leave, you know, the Targa Heritage, yeah. that red. Yeah. Don't yeah. like it, you know. But now no, I've seen another colours, love it. And I think it's the same with the GT3. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I like those early blues, the Riviera blues, the Mexico blues, you know, the Arrow blues. Yeah, I don't like That shark, shark blue, blue, I just don't like it. I don't like it in, yeah, the, in, in the shape of that car. It just, to me, doesn't work. You know what I mean? Well, I'm also like a ma- massive um, speed yellow, signal yellow fan. And I've seen that, you know, the... I reckon it's deliberate. Like they, it looks Kroninger good. is sort of sneaky, kind of revealing all these um, PTS colors. Yeah. But the yellow one doesn't. The yellow GT3 doesn't look as good to me as say like um, Chris Harris's car uh, as, an, as, th- as a comparison. Really, I thought the signal yellow one that I saw on Instagram in the GT3 looked better than the shark blue. Uh, it does, but I still don't like it as much as say like signal yellow on um, a 991.2. Yeah, true. Or true. you know. Or like a 907 or something, like a speed yellow. But you know that's not the actual um, colour of his car. You know he had that um, yeah, topaz skin put on it. He actually had it repainted yeah, with yeah. topaz skin. It's not actually signal yellow. I don't know what colour it is. Can, I don't know what... I think it's a different yellow. It's probably it's probably something more like speed yellow underneath it and he had it done signal. I don't know about doing that paint with that, with that topaz skin. I don't know. It's something worries me about that. I don't know. I don't think I could do it. Did you, did you see there's a clip on YouTube, the guy... Um, whoever he uses to detail it um, worked on Chris Harris's car, so he talks about it. Oh, does he? I haven't seen that. I'll check it out. Yeah, I, I was a bit, I was a bit skeptical about that sort of you know painted on skin color change sort of thing as opposed to a vinyl wrap. But um, the guy, that, if you watch the video, the guy that detailed Chris's Chris Harris's car recently said that um, it was actually really quite good in terms of the quality and. Um, you know, you can polish it and buff it and you can do all those sorts of things. And it's it, paint, right? You do it's, it just like you do with paint. Yeah, they paint onto clear, almost like painting onto clear PPF in a way, isn't it? No, I don't know. No. I'm not sure. Because TGE did it to his um, his Carrera T as well, remember? He yeah. went from a whatever color, color. Color, a yellow car to gold. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that no, at all. No, I didn't like it either. Um, I just want to say, if the listeners haven't actually... Um, I hope we haven't been rant, ranting too much today. I just want to say, if the listeners haven't watched it, have you watched on Harry's Garage how he's got that restoration, the two restoration things going? He's doing a Zagato... He's doing a Zagato Alpha, I think. Right. From Evo, the guy from Harry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's doing Harry a Zagato... I think it's an Alpha Zagato, and he's doing a Jaguar. Uh, V12 Jaguar, and he's doing restoration. On, right. He's doing a restoration thing on both. I watched mm-hmm. the videos the other day. I really, I know it's not Porsche, but if you haven't seen them, I'd check them out. They're actually quite good. It's just interesting yeah, to see. They take take the engine out of the V12 engine out of a Jaguar is like, you know, it doesn't look as difficult as what you would think. But it's still what is it an XJS? Yeah, it's the it's the two door one that he's got. That car that he's had for yeah, some okay. time that he's um yeah, now yeah, he's cool. decided to do some work on it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Nice. All right, mate. Come on. Let's end it. It's over. Yeah, yeah. All right. It is over. Um, that was a good one. Thanks. <laughs> we hope, as opposed to last week. I oh, know it was a good one. <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the chat today. I hope, you, hope all you guys enjoyed it. I hope everyone that's listening enjoyed it. Um, let us know. Like I said, if you... We um, can't tell. 
just before just I can't tell you just sit here and you talk <laughs> and you just don't know whether or not it's interesting or not. So just whatever. before <laughs> we go, and I forgot to mention it earlier, and I just want to do a shout out very quickly. And I know it's at the end and it's all out of sync, but we had two Apple reviews this week. And like I always harp on about the Apple reviews uh, for the Apple podcast and also following us, following uh, the podcast on Spotify, Google, iHeart, Apple podcasts, etc., helps us get seen in the search results. We had two more reviews this week. We had one from, um, Rue, R-O, I think it's Rue, Rue3Dog uh, via Apple Podcasts, um, essential listening for a Porsche fan. Uh, he's a guy that's reached out to me on Instagram. Um, and if you're listening, I haven't forgotten, uh, he wants to be on owner stories so that I will actually organize that in, in the future. Uh, and then another one from 9974GTS underscore KS via Apple Podcasts in Italy, um, Enthusiast Talk, um, it is a casual talk between enthusiasts on all sorts of 9-11 topics. Sometimes they get carried away, smiling face, yet it's fun <laughs> to listen. Yet it's fun to listen, especially if you have a 9-11 or about to get one, highly recommended. So thank you very much for that. Um, thanks, thanks both of those guys for, um, for uh, taking the time to give us a review. It really does help us uh, get seen. Thanks, Steve. Cool, man. Um, take care. Have a good week. Yep, you have a good week. Make sure you drive that GT3 fast. Yes, I feel like going out today. The weather's nice, so uh, but I've got work to do. I don't know. See what happens. I can't wait to go for another drive. Um, Stephen, that was yeah, on the previous owner stories. Yeah, Stephen, who was on previous owner stories, has got the red Boxster uh, manual. He took a he had a picture on his Instagram when he was down. He'd been down the south coast and done the done the ride through the drive through the Royal National Park. And I said to him yeah, in the comments, I can't, home, I can't wait. As well. I can't wait to do that again. I don't want to go to Putty Road again too. Yep. Can't wait yeah, to get we'll my can't wait to get my roof racks and my roof box. Oh, it's going to look so cool! I can't wait to hide in your <laughs> roof box. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Thank you. See you. Mate. See ya. Okay, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. That was Steve coming in from Sydney on a very sunny morning there. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening, and uh, bye for now. <laughs>